genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mall Rats one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 105, which is quite possibly the greatest Cousin Walter Minute of all time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkosh. And I'm Niall McGowan, all the way from Bat Minutes. I know, I did it once before, but I can't help myself. Like I, I hear the intro and it goes into there. <laughs> I think it should be explained because people who haven't heard the show might be like, oh, you're doing the 1960s theme. But no, we have our own theme. Which sounds incredibly like the 1960s theme. <laughs> close enough, just not close enough to get a takedown notice. <laughs> it was a it was a visual composition. You can't you can't deny that. So it's, uh, <laughs> I remember so like good days work went into that theme tune. So <laughs> I like as the movies by minutes started expanding, everybody started wondering that like is this um is this okay what we're doing <laughs> like is, like I we were just ripping off the- music and putting it in there like is this all right. <laughs> I think uh, we bent over backwards, like in the the first season, where we're like, "Oh no, we have to find like some completely like royalty free theme tune." And so cause that, now we got our friends to like write music for us and stuff. But back then, we're like, "Oh no, we don't even know this is going to be successful or not. We're even going to keep doing it." Um, and the uh, yeah, we're really really stressed out about like oh putting things in here there and everywhere. And then you've got people like like Mogwai Minute, who's like opening theme is just like sound bites from the movie, just the the, the score straight up just chucked in there. It's like, yeah, what what are they going to do? We're gonna take us down. Come on, you, just you try it. Yeah, well, that's what we did on Burbs. I just stole from the soundtrack and put it up there. Oh yeah, uh, Clerks. I took Clerks. We took two songs from the movie, <laughs> so it's even worse. It's not even just the soundtrack. It's from actual artists. I'm like, I, I don't care. What are they gonna do? They gonna they gonna ask for all the money I'm making? That's the, the thing too. That you could almost be like, well, if you want to come on the show, <laughs> talk about the song. You can. Oh yeah, no doubt. Come right on. And then be like, uh, like friggin' Jeremy slash Jason London will be like, hey, you guys have been talking shit about me. Like, yeah, uh, don't come on the show. We, oh, we, don't we worry. Don't want you here. Chris asked him. <laughs> I had a conversation with Jeremy London. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so are you um, like, is your hatred of him now? Like, have the embers been stoked by well, we, a rejection, or is it just like, no? I well, just, we had a, we had a couple emails back and forth and then there was a, a ask about compensation and then a, never Ooh, another email okay. again so yeah yeah I understand yeah. that yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, happens <laughs> yeah, it was yes. like so what's the compensation and then we were like nothing <laughs> you can like, plug whatever you're doing yeah, right you can now plug whatever you want like you yeah. don't have to you can come off for fucking 20 minutes I don't care yeah, <laughs> like yeah. at, whenever you want like I'll work around your schedule we have days off during the week you might have only got one of us but like we would have done anything oh yeah and it was just like oh that seems like a lot of a commitment does it though <laughs> It doesn't matter because we got someone way better from the movie on our podcast this year, anyway. So <laughs> the kid that says it's a scooter on a sailboat. <laughs> yeah, that's the kid. honestly. Listen, I'd rather have him on there. That to me is interesting. <laughs> that's like, yeah, the ten-year-old kid that was in the movie. We got him on. Oh, he was great too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It's like that just makes it sound sad, though. The fact that like, oh, Jason London's having to ask for compensation to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if he was if he was straight out asking, but he said, "How do you get compensated?" And I said, "We don't." And he kind of. Just disappeared after that. Yeah. Like I'll look, but I'm pretty sure this is not Joe Rogan or Kevin Smith on right, the podcast. Right, right. So I am not the nerdist. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting nothing because you know what we're getting nothing. <laughs> like plug away. That's how. Wait. That's the only. That's the only thing you can do. Jeff, you can't say that. You got two dollars from when I bought that T Public shirt. So <laughs> well, yeah. What about when you, when you got a, a dollar when I bought the notebook? <laughs> <laughs> how about when I bought all them stickers? <laughs> 
Silent Silent. Is, is there embezzlement going on? With, with Jane <laughs> I don't know. Is it embezzlement if you're throwing away most of the money? Like you spend ten dollars and you get two back? I feel like this is a. Uh... Well, you know, it's worse. I spend ten dollars and Jeff gets two back because <laughs> it's in my email address. <laughs> Listen, don't worry. If if there's suddenly a run on our merchandise, I'll I'll split it with you. But I'm still waiting for that day. <laughs> we did have a guest come on that say that said they bought one of the uh, Jane Silent Bob minute shirts. I couldn't have been more surprised. I'm as surprised when somebody says they listen as when they're like, they're, they bought merch and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. Like, cause I buy weird stuff too, but really like our stuff. Oh, all right. No, so I've not even bought any Batman. It. Oh no, I did buy for my, my nephew. I bought him like a mini t-shirt for his birthday. Oh, uh, did you? But like, I, yeah, I know. Cause like when the t-shirts are made, like uh, my co-host, John, he goes out and buys them straight away. And I'm like, eh, you know, I, 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 I drew the thing. I've got the original picture. I don't need it on a T-shirt. Like, it's right over there. <laughs> All right. So we're up to minute 105 on Friday here. Uh, this starts with trying to keep the game show on the rails and ends with Gil needing an answer. It goes really downhill. <laughs> it really goes downhill. Oh, I do have a question in my uh, my notes here. He's not in this minute, but... Where the fuck is Art James at during all this? He's the host of this show. Oh, he don't want nothing to do with it. He's keeping out of this shit. Look, Alex Trebek doesn't let this shit go on on Jeopardy. Like, he would have stepped in by now. Yeah, he would have stepped in and stopped it. Well, that's what they can talk about the hosts. Because, like, so this is this is a, a spin on... We got confused on it, actually, quite recently on uh, Batman. Because there's a, there's a reference in Batman Returns to the love connection. And then... Looking into the the guests we had on, they didn't seem to know what the love connection really was. They thought the love connection was essentially this, where it's like, yeah, you sit the in dating one side. Game. This is the dating game. This is the dating game. Because I know yeah. that, because we had the whole thing, well, like, oh, yeah, because the dating game was created by Chuck Barris, who then had that movie, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, George Clooney made about him. So like, George Clooney and Drew Barrymore, both bat Batman, you know, featured players in the movie and oh, stuff. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, yeah, Chuck Barris wouldn't be letting this crap go either. Like, I've only seen I've only seen him via Sam Rockwell. But it seems like he would have been freaking out, you know, yakety-yakking Brody in this situation. But uh, So, yeah, this is the guy that got doing this. It's just like, what, he just, like, just putting his feet up? And so I'm like, no, no, I'm just yeah, going to let, as let a host, the cameras he's roll. Not, he's not really out there that often. Well, remember, you remember what happened the one time he tried to step in? He tried to step in one time when Brody was going off. And he said, hey, Richard Dawson, just go back over there until it's time to play the feud. You're, you're right, he did. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, I mean, he shit on the host, too. But, like, if you're a good host, you should be able to, like, you know, duck and weave a little bit and right. get this shit well, back I mean, on the rails. That's the thing. Like, you know, you say that. that that's no defense. That's just a, that's proving him to be a bad host. Like, if he can't control the guests and he can't – he has no comeback to that. Then that's like, well, what, why were you hired in the first place? If you can't friggin' – if you can't come back to a zinger, if you can't keep – the show under control. You you you've lost your your purpose as a host. Like it's so I have no sympathy for that guy. You know, but it also helps that the other person who would shut this down would be Rooker. You've now taken him out of the equation with the chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah, make mm-hmm. him sick. Because if he was a hundred percent, as soon as he went up on stage, it would have been over. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have kicked somebody's ass. He would have got up there and just punched him right in the face. Yeah. He probably would have got arrested. But like he definitely would not have stayed on stage. No, that's a, so that's why that's a that's a brilliant plot maneuver to both get him sick and it puts him out out of commission so he can able to get through this little thing here without it becoming uh the police showing right up mm, right mm. but um I thought this is like I, i'm always mesmerized by brody's t-shirts and for the longest time in tying into batman it i used to think that was like a smeared picture of tim burton 
It doesn't look like Tim Burton, like the big hair and kind of gaunt features and stuff. And I used to think it was a racer head when I first saw it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you know or not or have read that IMDb tidbit about it. It's the three, was it three or four actors, Chris? They were all yeah, the finalists happened. for Brody, and they just morphed all their faces together. Oh, right, right, right. And then they made a shirt for him. So it's a one-of-a-kind shirt. They just made that shirt and gave it to him. Mm. Well, he's obviously quite fond of it, because when you see him in friggin' <laughs> uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back, like, in a couple of years' time, he's still wearing that exact same friggin' shirt. <laughs> so I guess he's like, oh, no, I'm hanging on to this baby. That and that corduroy jacket just work together so damn well. <laughs> I'm never still wearing it 15 years down the line. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've been freaking the host of a TV show and now I own my own business. But no, I'm wearing the same goddamn clothes I wore in 1995. Which I would say, uh, how much of your wardrobe from 1995 has made its way into you know 2019? doesn't have to be the exact same item, but is there many things that you would wear still? I think when I was 1995, I would have been eight years old. So, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. What's 95? Because what's, I've... I mean, I was a metalhead at the time, probably. So, I mean, I mean aside I guess, from the average, like, yes, I would still wear jeans. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm saying, I'm saying, I would pull my Megadeth shirt up from '95. I think. Well, I think '95 is far enough back now, where like stuff I wore then that would be normal, you would wear now, and people would be like, "It's a throwback." Right. Look at that. Right. I'm not talking about like te- like I wore this was not only like a year ago. I was wearing a Back to the Future shirt, and somebody asked me if I was wearing it ironically. No. And I, I told really them like no movie. and to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. No, bullshit, ironically. Listen, I, I, I hate the wearing it ironically or hate watching stuff. <laughs> if you're watching something, you don't hate it. I, you, I, on some level, you like it. Right, you still like it. Because you wouldn't watch it if you hated it. <laughs> I think I, I meant... You might hate the actors. You might hate the way that it's done. But it's entertaining you on some level, even if just sucking is making – is entertaining you. Right. Like, but that's actually, still liking it. You still like, oh, I like this. I like watching, you know, this dumpster fire. Mm. <laughs> I would say I had to fight the temptation uh, a while back. Um, it, might, it might end up still happening where I had the opportunity to buy a, a Howard the Duck t-shirt. Nice. Like from the Howard the Duck movie. Did and you I see? Like, and I was kind of like, you know, I could – because then I would, you'd probably get landed on you, like, is this, are you wearing this ironically? Or is like, oh, or people just going, like, no. oh, it's a piece of shit. But Save at the same time, it's like, I just like the t-shirt, because it's a cool t-shirt. And I actually don't mind Howard the Duck as a movie as well. So I'm kind of like, well, I, I don't want to have to instigate that conversation every single time I go out in public. Kevin Smith's writing and directing a new uh, Howard oh, the Duck right. show for Hulu. So hold on to that shirt. Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah. completely forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, actually, in talking about the clothing, um, I'm kind of because you can't see the full thing here. So, there's there's a cut shot to um, Affleck sitting in, in the crowd here. Yeah. And what he's got going on with this, because he's got like a collarless button up shirt, but it seems to be like a, it almost looks a bit like a polo shirt, but it's <laughs> Jeff, got a, way, too, yeah. way too many buttons. <laughs> We've and been on this got, shirt since the beginning. Just really, so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he's got like, yeah, he's uh, he's optioned not to button two of the buttons as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, it makes no sense. The way he has yeah. it now is more insane than he had it earlier. Right. Earlier, it's like he's got the three bottom buttons. ones are buttoned, and then two are not buttoned, and then one more is buttoned. <laughs> oh, he's got the top one buttoned. Not in, no, the no, top no. one is not buttoned. It's the one below that is buttoned, but then two more are not. It's like if you have a butt if like if you have a button up shirt, say it's got seven buttons on it, like a real one, not like this idiot's wearing. <laughs> Imagine you have the top one unbuttoned because you're not wearing a tie. Oh, I see. But then you just have the two below open. 
I was, guess so my pecs can get air. I don't was, know. Was he drunk when he put the shirt on? Because it looks like he I said he's a, he's Ben Affleck. He's a seven button man. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those you look at and you're like, I can't believe that shirt was ever in style. Yeah. That'd be great though if he went to Affleck now and this is his one shirt from '95 that he still he still rocks us out. It's like every time it's a dinner party or something. I will say people, he comes out with the, the yeah. This this is a this is damning with faint praise, but this is the best that outfits looked the entire movie. Yeah, it really <laughs> because is. when he's when he's standing up, that suit is floating on him. It looks like it's his father's suit, and his father is like 50 pounds heavier than him. Even the material looks different when he's sitting here. Like when he was standing up, it almost looked like sweatshirt material. Now it looks like a, a real suit jacket for some reason. Yeah, it looks like it just like it looks like an off the rack suit jacket. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't look like a good suit jacket. It just looks like a suit jacket. Yeah, this and this is actually a decent moment of chemistry between uh, Brody and Shannon Doherty. Yeah, where he gives her like the little like one of those, and she gives like a little laugh. Um, here's the question, though the the actual in universe question: What does Affleck think that it means? Does he, he looks know, over at Does it. he know or suspect that they had sex in that elevator? I don't think he did until just then. That because he is, definitely looks over at her like, what? Yeah, and the, her reaction, though, unless she's just completely comfortable with him knowing that now. Because even her like little smile and looking down, you would yeah. know not to do that. Because you'd just be like, okay, well, he's clearly going to see that. And he's going to know that something did happen. <laughs> because <laughs> why else would I react like this? Um, I have to assume after their last interaction before this, she's already 90% out the door on Shannon Hamilton already. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like this is the straw that breaks them. She was already like, he, what the hell was their last interaction? He said something shitty to her and slapped her on the ass. And she, and she looked look back like, like, like what are you do doing? Yeah. He looked back like a girl would look at you who, you who you slapped on the ass who you have no right to do. Who you don't like, even know. Just some like, like a like a girl you know casually, not like a great <laughs> friend of yours where you can get away with it, or a significant other, like somebody who's just a friend of a friend. When you're like, "Here you go, sweetheart," where you're like, "Oh, she's definitely gonna tell all her friends that happened." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a reputation. That's weird. Is what's the name Shannon Hamilton? Yes. Because uh, my English teacher in high school was called Sharon Hamilton. It's like, oh, that's so close. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I do have to actually ask though one thing. Um, you, I'm sure you guys would have alluded to it before, but like, I have one demand for like the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and it, fortunately, it would involve bringing Jason London into it. But I would just like to see, in terms of like the name game, for like there to be a scene where Hooper X, T S Quint, and Brody are just are all together. together. Yeah, because yeah, it's be just cool. like complete the set, dude. Because <laughs> it's weird now that you've got this, you know, this this Jaws name thing floating out yeah. there, but you didn't ever bring them together. <laughs> like It's sort of like, well, what was yeah, the point of it? Because then? he originally, obviously, he wrote them. He was going to have everybody have those names. He was going to do the scene that appears in Chasing Amy was going to be in Mallrats where they compare the scars. Mm. So when it got broken up, it, it broke the naming thing up. Oh, so that's like, how they ended up getting broken apart that way. Oh, so you think it would it would have tried to just, for like Jay and Silent Bob strike back because you have everyone well except again Jason London uh, you have everyone there so it's like oh yeah could have there's so many in jokes in that movie already she would be like yeah she would just get around to doing that again though it might have been like ah oh, I'd have to ring Jason London and you know <laughs> his first question is always about compensation so <laughs> it's, it's Jeremy London 
I was never gonna. Con- I was never gonna. I was never gonna correct him because I think it would be hilarious if he called Jason London instead. That would be great, though. Be you think that would call? That would that cause some strife at the old Thanksgiving if he got hired to do the Mallrats? Oh my god! <laughs> what do you mean you're a Mallrats re- reboot? I don't know. They said the other actor uh, fell through. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. That <laughs> just was like an awkward day on set. Then I've just been like. And even like uh, Jason Lee coming up to him, but like, oh, it's been nice seeing you after all these years. Like we've never met before. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> hey, speaking of the reboot, just today on Facebook, I saw they announced that uh, for some reason Chris Jericho is going to be in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know why. I know they've they've been friendly for a couple of years now, but because Kevin's putting literally every person he knows in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. That's the kind of now. Thing. Think about that. Like, so Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back. What was that 2000? I think that came out. So that's, we're just starting to get into like, obviously the internet's big and YouTube's big, but like not like it is now. And you're just starting to get into like that real meta Hollywood thing of like, look, it's the stars showing up in a movie as themselves doing crazy stuff. Now that was 20 years ago. What's it going to be like now? (laughs) It's going to be insane. Like I'm hoping though, and just to see that he he could still do it. Because there is a sort of thing of like, Kev Kev Smith almost feels like he's... he seems like the nicest guy in the world, but you always get the vibe that he's just like, has he burned bridges in some way or something? Because you can't imagine, even though he got Johnny Depp in friggin' Yoga Hosers, but that's fair enough because his daughter's in the movie. So it's like, well, okay, you can get the dad in to do that. But like, he doesn't seem to be able to make contact with Affleck anymore. And I can't well, imagine him getting Will Ferrell in to do anything because it's like, well, Will Ferrell wasn't a big star back when he did that with you. I can see now, I can see Farrell, Will Ferrell coming in and doing a day. Just because yeah. he wants to be called Marshall, Will, and Holly again. Yeah. And Johnny Depp apparently legitimately loved that character, which is why he did it. Yeah, Johnny oh, Depp's yeah. weird. Because well, he's a weird guy. And was yeah. just oh, like, sure, I'll tell, do that. You can tell that Depp's having a good time on that, yeah. on that set, really, to be fair. But I think it's like the best thing in Yoga Hosers is just that, that opening, that uh, we call it Glam the Anthrax. Yeah. That was like, that was like, oh, I like this. And then yeah, as soon as that, that song awesome. ended, it was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> they do I'm the man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I feel bad because like Harley Quinn and then um, what's her name? Like Lily Rose, Lily, Lily Rose. Lily Rose. Yeah, because yeah. they're actually good actresses as well. It's like, oh, I hope this doesn't ruin their careers or anything. Because like they could, they could. <laughs> yeah, they, they were fine. I mean, yeah, it was, it was definitely not them. And I will have to, I will say, even as much as Kevin Smith himself rips on Tusk, the actual finished transformation. When I first saw that, that actually did genuinely horrify me. When you see what happens to friggin', um uh, with Justin, but it's, yeah. Justin, it's not Jeremy oh. London. It's Jeremy um, London. I mean, Justin, just, Justin Long or Justin, Justin Long. Long. I'm yeah. call him Justin Collins for some reason. <laughs> I almost said Justin Tuck, who was a football player. <laughs> Justin, Justin Tusk. But the yeah. thing is, amongst that, I was like, oh, he did deliver one good thing. Of like, oh, when I saw the finished like thing he turned into, I was like, oh my god, it's horrible. So actually, the first time I saw that movie was I was not. I didn't think it was that good, but I watched it a couple more times and I, I enjoy it now. Actually, there's a lot. I of think it's podcast if it was stuff in if it. it was just on Netflix. If it yeah. wasn't Kevin Smith movie, it was made by somebody else, and you ran across it on Netflix, and we're like, I'm gonna watch this. It looks crazy. Oh, it's perfect. Halfway through, you're like, well, they're never gonna change this guy into a walrus, of course, because that's insane. <laughs> oh my god. And do. then you're like, oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> wow, he's a walrus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it still has the benefits much like. Like in uh, the, the majority of this scene of just having a great actor, like in in that Michael Parks. Oh yeah, yeah. And then just been like, just put him, just put a camera on him, and just let him do his thing. Much he's like creepy as hell too in that movie. Michael oh Parks. yeah, oh, he's amazing. Well, when he was he was making that before he made it, when he was doing uh, Walrus, yes, he asked for suggestions of who should be that that actor. 
Like, who's going to be the crazy guy? And everybody sending him suggestions. My suggestion was um, David Lynch. <laughs> and he answered my Twitter. He's like, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, he's not going to do it, but I would kill to see that. <laughs> Come on into my kill room. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch, um, if you ever watch Gravity Falls, the cartoon. But, like, the main villain in that, apparently, was offered to David Lynch as well. And then he turned it down. So now it's just the guy who made the show doing a David Lynch impersonation. <laughs> so every time he shows up, like, hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> but they, I don't know, because Lynch is a weird one. It's like, I wonder what his criteria is. Because you never know. Because he appeared on, like, the freaking Cleveland show and stuff. So maybe it's just like, oh, I see him on? He was on, um, he was on the Louis show, right? Oh, yeah, he had a uh, great part in the Louis show, yeah. Yeah, that weird bit where he stands in front of a camera and all of a sudden, like, Louis looks at the monitor and then you hear all this applause and stuff. And it just turns into, like, a David Lynch movie for, for like, a split second. And stuff. <laughs> so he, he does, he obviously will accept acting parts from other people. He's in that Harry Dean Stanton movie, just uh, lucky, the other year. So I do wonder, like, if you'd, if Kev Smith had, had approached him the right way, would David Lynch might well have said, yeah, of course, yeah, I'll do that, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. As long as you Yo, keep... Kev! <laughs> you got two chain smokers, two chain smoking directors just working together. <laughs> just like, yeah. The entire, the entire studio is just this constant fog just over everything. <laughs> so, uh, Jason Lee, as we said, he gets uh, he gets the monologue for 40 seconds straight now. Oh, my God. He tells the infamous Cousin Walter story. Now, he, is Cousin Walter the same guy from Clerks? Uh, it is. We are led to believe it is the same person, which also leads us to believe that Randall Brody. and Brody are cousins. Which makes sense. Yeah. That's one of the things, though. Like, I don't. I, I appreciate the view skewverse in terms of like, oh, they're linking people together. But then sometimes it gets a bit too much. Like, it's a bit too connected. Like at the, <laughs> um, it's at the end of Jane, Silent Bob. You find out like Alyssa and Trish are sisters or something. There's a third sister too. Is there? Who's who's that? Yeah. Oh God, no, I'm not gonna know who it is. It's Alyssa and Trish, and it's the girl from uh, Clerks, the one who goes home with. Uh, Rick Darris. I can't oh. think of her name. Yeah, the one that she, yeah. he picks up in the convenience store. But then after a while, though, it starts becoming like, okay, not everybody has to be everybody's cousin. You know? <laughs> like, I like it better with the only – I like the main glue holding them together is Jay and Simon Bob. They're, they're, you know, they're R2-D2 and C-3PO who just always manage to be wherever the movie's been acting. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. There's no logical reason for you to be here, but you are for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but even though like things like uh, – if, if you don't connect um, – you know, cousin Walter. Back to a previous mention of a cousin Walter. If you just know Kevin Smith movies, though, you're just instantly like the name Walter will just ring. Oh, it's Walt Flanagan. This it's is obviously Walt, yeah. a, re- a reference to Walt Flanagan. So even that though is like I don't. You know, we'll never begrudge the guy. But like it's one of the, it's the only the danger once you start delving into his work where you realize like oh everything's a reference to his friends and stuff, which is nice. <laughs> but sometimes it can be a bit distracting as well. All right, so uh, here's the situation, guys. You're on a plane. The hydraulics have gone out. It starts to spin around. Do you do what Cousin Walter did? Is this the first thing you think of? No. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I think I go with the George Carlin thing of, I'll be too busy screaming to help anybody at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and then he starts everybody else doing it because, you know, he's doing it. Doesn't make any sense. Well, that's a, is, the, like, is there like any behind-the-scenes material on where this story came from because this sounds like this could have been like a bullshit story that like oh yeah Kev- kevin Somebody smith actually has a, co- a cousin who told him this happened one yeah. time or something 
And there was always a story yeah. that stuck with him. He's like, of course it's bullshit. But, you know, he believes it. <laughs> or he, I mean, he fucking insists heard, it happens anyway. But You'll hear, like, the similar stories of people having sex, like, right before they think something's going to, like, um, you know, they're on a ship and it's they're going to sink and, like, that kind of stuff you've heard of. But, like, it, in my mind, the way he's describing the story, like, the hydraulics have gone out and the plane is, like, diving. Yes. So he starts If the plane's it. diving, like, how much time do you have? <laughs> and that's what you want to wind up at the end doing? Yeah. Um, besides the obvious of what happens at the end of the story where the hydraulics kick back in and everything's fine, so now it's awkward for everyone. No one mentions it ever again. But uh, my other question is, could you even become aroused at that point? No, <laughs> like, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I think it's the too, because if the hydraulics go, the, the masks and stuff are going to come down, too. So right. you're going to be worried about like, the I fact that... I don't know. If, if it drops pretty fast, like kind of like a roller coaster, you might get that little tingle, so... <laughs> oh, is that what you're hoping for? <laughs> but again, though, so Brody coming out with this story, you know, instantaneously you think Claire Fawani would be like, Brody, like, I, I know that's you. <laughs> because yeah, it's gotta be. Who it. the fuck else is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he, like I said, his voice is so distinct and has such an obvious cadence to it. Like, yeah, it's him. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. We get a panning shot of the crowd. They're entranced by this. No one, no one, for some reason, is offended by this story. No, everybody loves it. They're all <laughs> no, watching. Like, like he's telling a story of a guy jerking off on a plane, but everybody is on board with this. <laughs> they can't get enough of it. They're staring. Their mouths are open. They're watching. Uh, I think. I think the, I'm in this scene again, aren't I, Jeff? I think you might be. <laughs> I think Bizarro Chris shows back up again. Oh, really? Oh, so oh, yeah. he's got a look-alike uh, in the crowd here? Is that yes. What oh, he has a look exactly in the crowd. Listen, I couldn't oh. even deny it when he said it. It was that bad. <laughs> Please if you go into the Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop, what was it, last week? Yeah, week before last, week. I posted a side-by-side. Yeah, and people oh, were like, okay. oh my god, it is. Please tell me it's not the guy with like the the blo- like the white guy with the soul patch and the blonde dreadlocks. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I, I I don't see your guy in here. I thought he, he was in the second pan, but there is no second pan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right corner at the second pan, at the second oh, time they goes, showed the crowd. Uh, second time they showed the crowd. Now, great. Now I'm searching. Oh yeah, bottom right corner. He's just staring dumbfounded at this <laughs> at the stage. Is this the guy in the goatee glasses? Green flannel. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I see him. Yeah. I see him. <laughs> I think it's like my eyes are instantly drawn to this blonde dreadlock guy, though. It's just like, oh no, he is. He He's is, odd. Like, He's odd. He looks a little like um, the guy from Motley Crue. What's his name? Vince Neil. He looks a little like Vince Neil. <laughs> <laughs> in that shot, the one that you're in, I can see. Uh, first of all. At least 20 flannels in the crowd, so oh, that's yeah. bravo on that one. Yeah, there's a lot of flannel in that crowd. <laughs> and the guy with the Henry Hudson shirts out there. Uh, I'm just enjoying the fact that like this guy actually uh, behind uh, the Chris doppelganger, he's got like, the shaved head, but he seems to have two earrings, and then he's got like a, a goatee going. He's got a he's got an extreme look going. I like that. Well, he looks like he could be in 2019. He does look like, yeah, he could still, he could still rock that. But, uh, um, the guy sitting next to to fake Chris uh, is he Jared from Subway? <laughs> oh no! Did he touch me? <laughs> <laughs> but then there's the, the guy directly in the center of the crowd. There's a sort of heavy set guy with a big quiff and a blue shirt. I know exactly who he... you're looking at because oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's lo- really? I thought he looked like if if Biff went to pot from uh, Back to the Future, like if he just let himself go. <laughs> I was getting a Nathan Lane vibe from that guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, that's one of the things like I always love shots of crowds because you always see some people are just there for like yeah. maybe they might get paid or something and like they're just sort of like ah oh, whatever 
And then there's people there who were there to act. And that guy is there to act. Like he is. <laughs> oh, that guy, he's got some business. His character's yeah. got a backstory. He's yeah, leaning like, sideways. They're, they're having some kind of conversation. <laughs> but then he said, like, yeah, he, like he's obviously going for it. The blonde lady next to him, she's obviously got a thing going. And then the guy next to her is kind of half-assing it. Because he's going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, kind of. But then there's a lady, know, like, uh, three more down that looks like a homeless person they pulled in off the street. Do you see her? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing I love about this is there is a shitload of people in that shot. Yeah. People this stand- must have been hell on earth this day to shoot this. <laughs> there is standing room only in the back of this. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, I've been on a – like I said, I've been on a couple sets before. My uh, my daughter's been an extra in a couple things. And being an extra sucks ass in a bad way. So because you can be in a shot like this. Now, it's bad enough. Like, imagine you're sitting in uh, Bizarro Christmas seat. Like, you're right up front. You're like, shit, I might be in this movie. Hmm. Imagine if you're the poor bastard standing in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not in this movie. You're just like, oh, five my God. hours. I stood in the back for five hours. <laughs> but I've also known people who, like, say they're there because they want to get paid. Like, they want their right. whatever they make for today. They'll specifically try to find a spot that they don't think is going to get shot. <laughs> oh. So they'll, they might be in, like, the wide shot, but then when they go for all the close-ups, they're like, oh, we don't need you guys. And you just get to sit out there and eat fucking food all day. And get paid for it. Oh, that's a good, that's a good gig. I like that gig. <laughs> I did some extra work uh, for, like, <clears throat> sorry. I did some extra work for, like, a British soap uh, about, like, 10, 10 plus years ago now, actually. But uh, I did a, I made up a bit of business where it was supposed to be like an outdoor festival, so it's a big party going on. Everyone's supposed to be just out getting wasted and stuff. And uh, I did a thing where I was lying sprawled in a like a couple of haystacks, and then I rolled like as the car- as the the people who were talking in the scene walked past, I deliberately rolled off it and fell on the floor, and there was just like a big like cut you. Do that again. That was great. And then I got a close-up in the actual episode. Nice. I was like, oh, my God. I'm on my way up, guys. I'm going to be making that Jason London, Jeremy London money any day now. But uh, no, I no, never never worked as an extra again after that. But um, I do have a friend, though, who is uh, actually guest on that minute. Uh, and he is in – he's an extra in Captain America. Oh, wow. Uh, you can actually see him for a brief moment. And you're just like, oh, man. Because they gave him a haircut for it. It's like – you should have kept that haircut, man. You look way better in Captain America. <laughs> you need to go around that 1940s suit <laughs> with, with that cool haircut. Because he's, fl- he's a flannel and floppy hair guy. It's like, dude, you ain't rocking it like some of these, uh, the, the crowd members of 95 are rocking <laughs> I do notice 95, there's, no mu- there's not many mustaches in 95, is there? A couple go to oh, no, because the hipster thing hadn't come around yet. Okay. So we got a one guy with like a Tom Selleck mustache, all the way in the left hand side. But I see him too. I thought that was Ralph Garman. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy up in the back too with the um, who's come very formally, but he's wearing like big baggy white shirt and a tie, and he looks like yeah. uh, Pedro from Napoleon <laughs> oh, Dynamite. Vote for Pedro. It is him. Yeah. <laughs> Bit like Pedro's dad. It's like, oh yeah, that was <laughs> that was in Mallrats. <laughs> I shaved all my hair off because it was hot. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would like to do this today too. I would like to get 200 extras and don't put any, just say, like, hey, wear what you normally would wear and put 200 out there and see what that crowd would look like. Oh, yeah. Because it ain't going to look like this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> First of all, 100 of them are going to have their goddamn cell phones out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't yeah. sit in a spot for more than 10 minutes. We can't even go to a restaurant with my family without everybody has their cell phone out, including my 12 year old daughter. Yeah. Like, nobody well, the problem is because you got to lay down the law the way I do. Like, I've had to, uh, at one of my jobs, everyone once in a while, I have to teach a class. And I'll tell them right before we start, I'm telling you right now, put your cell phones away. If they come out at all, if I see them, you're out. 
You're out of the class. I, I can't deal with it. I can like I can't be up here talking and someone's looking at their cell phone because that's what I want to be doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is not being up here. <laughs> oh, but what if I have an emergency? Then they'll call you and you can leave the room and answer the phone. <laughs> Let's imagine like the, some of the kids that are having like having the phone out and you just catching a glance to the side eye and been like, wait a minute, does that say Chris Hemsworth is playing Hulk Hogan? Like what? Wait a minute, give me a <laughs> I gotta look Spe- into this right now. <laughs> Speaking of looking at your phone, I just looked at my phone and my wife texts me and says Kevin Smith is on Big Bang Theory right now at eight fifteen. So oh, <laughs> man. I mean I don't begrudge him the paycheck, but like fuck. <laughs> must be like, oh, I'll be in anything, man. We yeah, we just went through that last week about Big Bang Theory, so <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I, I hate Big Bang Theory so much. Oh, but I like am. but I say that I'm not gonna be invited on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> so the thing is that you can't figure like, because imagine they probably do, because it's a massively successful show, they probably compensate like the people like Jason J- Jeremy London probably would hope and pray he could get on Big Bang Theory for the compensation those guys get. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm also so, like I don't yeah. begrudge anybody that works on it because like they may work their ass off and it may be twelve hour days every day, but like I just don't like it. Now yeah, she yeah. just now she just texts me too bad you missed it. Ha ha. That's what she just texted me. Oh, if only where there's a way to somehow see it. <laughs> I don't know how. If only that technology that existed to somehow find that. <laughs> she thinks it's 1987 still, where it's like, oh shit, you missed it. I guess uh, you'll never see it again. I, I, I wish I would have put a tape in the VCR and taped it for oh, you. Yeah. But I guess you'll be waiting for syndication before you see that again. <laughs> oh man, that did happen to me. Like, remember that really stung one time uh, when I was way back when The Sopranos was airing. And uh, I was watching, like, you know, back in the days before, you know, DVR and all that stuff. And it was mid-season four. It was during... I don't know if you guys know The Sopranos, but it was a big antagonistic relationship between uh, Joe Pantolano's character and Tony Soprano. Yeah. And then it was, like, a mid-season episode, and I had to go... I was in a performance of Grease, my high school performance of Grease. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I could tape it this week, but it's probably not going to happen. It's mid-season, so whatever. And I just didn't bother taping it. And then the next day at school, the guys were like, oh, you see Sopranos last night? I'm like, no, I was in the play. And they're like, fucking Ralphie Sopranos dead. I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, like, yeah, Tony Soprano that. killed him. And the thing is, oh, no way of fuck. looking at back then, no YouTube, no nothing. No. I was just like, I had to ask other people. They're like, oh, yeah, you fucking Tony killed him. I was like, what do I do? How do I get a fucking hold of it? No way to get a hold of that. It was, just, it was on TV once. You didn't tape it, and that's gone. <laughs> no on demand, like, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's like well, wait for the VHS tapes to come out. Fucking next. Yeah, year wait for the whatever. tapes to come out in like six months. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, oh, and then fuck pay eighty dollars for them also. Oh yeah, you remember that when that would be like a box set would be like a hundred dollars. Oh my god, I bought them. I bought the DVD box sets of Sopranos because we didn't see the first two seasons, and they were like eighty bucks a piece. Whew. Can yeah. you imagine trying to charge that now? You'd go, you fucking laugh in their face. You'd oh, like, yeah. Are you nuts? I go through the <laughs> Listen, if you charge though. anything, like, I don't want to steal stuff, but, like, if you're going to charge an unbelievable price point, I'm going to find a way to get it. <laughs> yeah. Even now, like, the Sopranos here, the minute's like, oh, if you want to pay seven pounds a month, you can have access to all the Sopranos and about 500 other, 500 other shows at the same time for seven dollars. Well, I mean, you can watch it's what I'm going to do with uh, CBS All Access. I'm going to wait till. The whole new episode until Twilight Zone comes out, until Star Trek finishes for the year. Then I'll get it for like one month. And watch I'll watch everything, everything I want to see yeah. and immediately cancel it. I'll yeah. see you next year. That's what I'm going to do with Hulu when uh, the new cartoons come out, the new Marvel cartoons come out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just jam them all into one month and then be yep. like, all right, I'll see you next year. And be done, yep, done with it. That's the thing now with uh, with Netflix is because I I just keep that as a running thing. It's like oh, I'll just keep on Netflix. I don't watch it all the time, but you know it's worth having. But now after like 
they've they've gutted. They're taking like, oh, we're canceling all that Marvel stuff. It's like, oh, that was like, I know. yeah, the House of Cards is gone. It's like, oh, they just cancel Punisher this week too. Yeah, the Orange is oh, New Black's finishing. It's just like, I don't know. I, I just really watched the season. I watched this last season of uh, House of Cards. It should have been gone last year. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, I didn't bother watching the new one because it was just I, <laughs> I understood like the first day people were going like, you know, understand why they did what they did. But it's like yeah. this ain't the same show, and it's just not. It's nowhere. And it wasn't even particularly good in the last season either. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah this is. You know. It was already circling the drain, and then it was just like it's circling the drain, and then you lost. I mean, the guy was a piece of shit, but he carried that show, yeah. and he was just like, uh, okay, <laughs> now what? And then I just I, I went and I wiki I wikied like, well, what's the what's the end? What's the end of House of Cards? And I read the the synopsis of like the last scene. I was like, that's how it ends. Well, it, I'll put it this way: when it ended. I didn't know it was the last episode. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens next episode. And then it just goes on to the next show. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's it? <laughs> anyway, this is a House of Cards uh, yeah, minute. Uh, <laughs> well, because we didn't want to get to the minute of our uh, our ending here. Because our, ours ends with a cliffhanger. Well, Because he, he asked him, did he come or what? <laughs> like, why would he ask that? that? That's what your question is, really, Gil? Yeah, that's the question. That's what you got out of that story? Not like... Get the hell out of here. Nobody yeah. did that. Yeah. That makes me think maybe Gil do- does have a little thing for men when he wants to know if he came yeah. or not. Yeah. Here, listen. I'll, t- I'll tell you my crashing airplane story. It's a great misogynistic story. You'll love it. So it's uh, a plane starts. The same thing happens. Hydraulics fail, whatever. Plane's crashing. And a beautiful woman stands up and says, uh, I've never been with a man just once. I want someone to make me feel like a woman. So this guy gets stands up, six foot four, barrel chested, unbuttons his shirt, takes it off. Hands it to her and says, here, iron this. I told that to my wife. I was very popular when I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the key is they got to know that's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I was uh, trying to think of this. Oh, yeah. There was one other thing is going back into the minute. And it's a very minor thing. But it, it, it struck me so much is that. Uh, in in the shot of uh, Affleck and his shirt and uh, Shannon Doherty, there's, you can see a, a lady uh, behind them in a pink shirt who looks, to me, distractingly like a young Karen Allen. Or is it just me? Or is it just like, that could... If you told me that was Karen Allen's little sister, I'd be like, oh, yeah, totally, I get that. Oh, Which the, one? Where? The uh, woman in the, the, the pink shirt behind uh, Shannon Doherty there. I see the woman. I don't know who Karen Allen is, so... Come on! You don't know who Karen Allen is. <laughs> I don't know. Who is she? Like Marion. Oh my Raiders god! Oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, oh yeah, well, I see what you're talking. I see what you're talking about. Why would I know her, her real name? I don't know know her real name. <laughs> because a real fan would know her real name. You piece of garbage. <laughs> Everybody else listening knew it. You wait till we have Jerry Porter on here. I'm gonna have him verbally attack you. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming up too, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Let's see him actually freezing that shot though. Just the expression on Affleck's face. Just seems to yeah. be his expression just throughout life now. Like well, every time you see him, him, he's just like that's Man. him thinking you banged him in the elevator, didn't you? That's yeah. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there was a time where he was happy, Affleck, which was from about probably around this time, like '95 to like 2002, <laughs> until his first uh, Benefer thing, and then Benefer 2.0, and then it's kind of been like a shit show since then. Yeah, I actually genuinely felt like because I wasn't, you know. Um, a big supporter of Batflex. I don't think you know. Again, like like a lot of people, it's like, he's a great director, not the best actor though. But then he's you know watching the movies, like no, he's he's a pretty good Batman. But then like I don't know, I can't remember if it was Jimmy Kimmel or someone. But like last week he like he announced he's officially retiring, and they did a whole thing 
where they they hoisted his cowl up into the rafters and stuff, and it was him saying goodbye. And just watching it was really, really depressing. So it's just like, oh, he's, he's a nice guy. It seems like he genuinely wanted that to work. And you could just see the, you could see the pain in his eyes of like, yep, that's, I'm not Batman anymore. Just didn't, just didn't work out. I like, think it was, I really love this character and I want to be Batman. And then they threw that script down in front of him and he was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is what we're going to do? Seriously? Yeah. Like, they, he was... I think he was fine. Like I brought this up earlier. I think he'd have been if he would have had if he would have just done two movies, but two good quality scripts and using Batman the way Batman's supposed to be used. It's like whoever made it was like, I don't know how to use Batman. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a right I understand it's a regular guy and everybody else has superpowers. Listen, I watch Marvel. They manage to work their way around it all the time. Right. And with way shittier characters sometimes than what you're working with. <laughs> like you watch them like now they apparently they've made it work a little bit with Aquaman and Wonder Woman. But again, you have Batman and Superman, and you just fumble it. They made <laughs> like they, four or five times in a row. They made Aquaman work, but it was batshit crazy. But that's that made it how you need to do it. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Marvel made those two Thor movies. Everyone said the first one was good, the second one was eh, and then they're like, ah, oh, we're just gonna go batshit crazy. Like, oh, we're making a comedy. You don't care, <laughs> right? Yeah, who gives a shit? Well, that's Aquaman is nuts. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but they're riding sharks. There's a giant seahorse. It's crazy. There's a yeah, octopus Aquaman. Who talks. Like, Finally, then good. Somebody at DC finally woke up then because yeah. if it was morose, sad Aquaman, no. it would have made $200 million and everyone would say Joseph, Jason Momoa sucks. Yeah, it wasn't sad Aquaman, <laughs> but it was a little nuts. It was like almost like watching a cartoon. Mm. I still – I fervently believe the only the only character people accept that shit from is Batman. Oh, yeah. The, the, like the he's the only one. one. He can be yeah, brooding yeah. and morose and people he's will totally accept to it. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not always – see, that's the whole thing. Like Christian Bale's Batman wasn't really like that. He no. was like – and Michael Keaton's not like that, and he's just a fucking sociopath murdering people left and right. <laughs> that's why he's my favorite Batman. He's the only one that's honest. Oh, like, he's great. Listen, he's I'm great. not putting all these people in jail. I'm going to shove dynamite down this guy's pants and kick him. Mm. <laughs> oh, so, you know, again, people want to listen to Batman. It's where we talk about that quite a bit. Uh, my favorite thing about Keaton's aspect is that very little in terms of brooding. Like, there's, there are shots of him sitting in chairs and physically brooding but yeah there's not a lot of um you know grappling with like oh full full of pain and sorrow and stuff keaton's batman is a character who is, is he's a psychopath he's already he's snapped yeah, he's a crazy. long time ago and yeah. he's made up his mind of like this is my life now and i'm not yeah questioning it i know i know this is exactly what i'm doing i don't yeah, have he, to there's no decision to be, made. be broody about it <laughs> it's just, yeah he's not at the if he was in the dark knight rises it doesn't end with him riding off into the sunset. He just comes back again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's just yeah. like, no, ah, another day at the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, uh, I think All we, right. we definitely talked about, like, mall rats, maybe about, like, 10% of that whole <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> three quarters of this minute is just him telling the Cousin Walter story, and there's only so much you can go into a man masturbating on an airplane. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you want to just tell the whole story, you can't really go too far with that. No, no that's fair. Yeah, and that. chances are, if you've flown more than five times, you've been on a flight with someone who was masturbating, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why you can't get blankets anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah, ha, 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 because you, you know it's true. <laughs> you know there's been a time where you've looked over and been like, what's that guy doing? Hey, hey what's he doing over there? Yeah. Oh, see, I, no, I'm just, <laughs> I don't fly anymore, so it doesn't matter. See, like, I fly all the time. I have to go back from England to Ireland, like, every couple of weeks. And it's oh, wow. like, I'm just at the point now of, like, headphones on, just keeping the head down. Stare like, straight ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's literally, it's like getting a long bus ride for me these days. It's just like, no, it's just like... <laughs> 
I just begrudge the travel aspect of it now. It's just like, oh, it's the same crap, and you have to wait around and stuff. But, the, but yeah, so I would never even think to look at the people next to me on, on a plane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Make no eye contact. We'll be fine. All right. Does anybody have anything for this minute in particular? Jesus Christ, Gil. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Niall, it's your last day with us. If you got uh, anything for this week or this movie in general you want to cover, now is your moment. No, uh, well, I think I've said everything pretty much I wanted to say uh, about, you know, well, definitely these minutes, anyway, for sure. Uh, I will say, uh, Mall Rats, I don't know, like, I don't want to come on like, now at the end of the week and be like, oh, fuck this movie, or whatever, but <laughs> I do feel uh, my main critique of this as a film is that it's too long. And I know oh. from talking about it, like, oh, they cut it down, but it's still too long. It's just like, no, two, two hours for all this. It's like, it's too much. It's too much. Well, man. the theatrical cut's like... An hour and 38. Yeah, 98. The version we watch is two hours. Yeah. But it's just like... It is. Whew. It's a rough one. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, though, I would accept it as a TV show, though. It's, it, I could I could cope with this if it was like, yeah, 22-minute chunks. Episodes. Yeah. And I could watch like 18 of them. But it's like, yeah, as a two-hour or even like a 100-minute movie, it's like, oh, no, it's it doesn't have the peppiness of of, uh, yeah. of Clerks, where it does like that. I could fun. do... For me, you could do like an eight, like say you did like eight episodes of like 30 minutes. You could e- almost make each episode about a different character oh, yeah. and oh, follow yeah, them yeah. around. And I, I mean, assuming but, that the Jeremy London one would basically just be another Brody episode. Like, I'm skipping the Trish episodes, just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, although part of me, the really horrible part of me wants to be like, Where's Trish at today? <laughs> like, there's no way that because they show a uh, spoiler alert at the end. They show it like it's all working out for. Her. Yeah, but like, there's no way that worked out for you. Like, I mean, and you see her and Jane's on a Bob for like two seconds, but like, you got to have something. You could write a really fucked up story for her down the line. <laughs> well, that's what you do. You do eight. Here's what you do. Here's how I would do Mallrats. I would do eight episodes, but I would make like almost completely different genres for each episode. Mm. Oh, I would just run somebody off and make – they're in the mall or whatever, but it's like a horror story. You do it how uh, – it didn't work that well. I don't know why I'm using this as a basis, but like the last season or the next last season of Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Oh. Where like things don't seem to work quite together. You just – instead of having a million episodes, like, you only have a handful. Mm. That's the thing, And then though, you're, like your last episode or two, it all comes together. The thing is that I watched that re-edited Arrested Development, the, that season where they did – oh, no, we're, we're splicing all the characters back in together. And it was way, way, way better. <laughs> like – that I actually kind of felt upset. They're like, "Oh, I've been missing out on like a great season of TV because they split it all up and the individual." I was episodes. confused. Like, I I was legit confused. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, oh, it's just love it too. It was just really like it. Just you feel bad for the actors because it's kind of like, well, the thing is, at the end of the day, Lindsay episodes aren't going to be as good as Job episodes. So you're always <laughs> going to have that thing. You don't notice as much when they're in the same room together, and it's just like, oh, Portia de Rossi's doing great work and stuff. But when it's her having to carry. You know, several episodes by herself. You're just like this character just isn't anywhere near as engaging, and you feel bad for her because then you it, well, it, it it highlights that as a thing. Then, but well, imagine if they did it exactly the way I said it. If they just split it, say you took the top eight characters and made them an episode. So you imagine episode one's Brody. You're like, yeah, awesome, a Brody episode, and then like episode two is TS, and you're like, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Unless it's the way I said, where it's a TS episode, but he's you know he's in in a full body cast somewhere and then it's <laughs> and it's just other characters coming into Vism <laughs> or his uh, evil twin BS shows up uh, played by Jason London and then it's a whole like, it's them like hunting each other throughout the mall and stuff maybe you could make a uh, I'd watch the hell out of that yeah, them two trying to murder each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like who, whoever the, the most bland will win <laughs> <laughs> 
The thing is, because right. the other London, I love Days and Confused, so it's like, I think he did all right. As far as I can tell, that guy's a fucking volcano of charisma in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, uh, as a volcano of charisma yourself, why don't you tell everybody where they could find you? Oh, yeah, you can uh, get me on uh, Bat Minutes uh, every every week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, currently going through all the Batman movies from 89 to 97 uh, in the middle of Batman Returns of the Minute. And you can find that by going to Twitter or Facebook or iTunes or whatever your means. Just Google Bat Minute and we should show up like first, theoretically. But uh, and yeah, so this uh, we have a we have a good time over there. Uh, I know we're near finished the second movie, uh, so we didn't get you guys on unfortunately. But you're more you both are more than welcome to come along for Batman Forever if you want to to cover any minutes of that. Oh yeah, uh, we definitely want to come on for some weird minutes. I'm sure they'll be hard yeah. to find. <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> I was baffled the other week when somebody um, someone asked for specifically asked for minutes involving Chase Meridian. I was like, what? You want Chase Meridian minutes? I'm like, oh, yeah. That's someone who's got a huge crush on Nicole Kidman. That's what that is. <laughs> I think it was, uh, you know, there's no big secret. It was, it was uh, Rick and Julia from Mad Max Minute. I think it's just because she's Australian. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we got an in. <laughs> but I was just baffled. They're like, oh, no, we want this specific Chase Meridian minute. I'm like, oh, that fuck will spare me having to inflict it on somebody else, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the equivalent of we were doing mall rats and somebody was like, I really desperately need some TS minutes. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, we didn't get any of those requests. Yeah, we did not get that re- no. request, by the way. No, definitely did not. <laughs> what a, what we got some, give me, give me some Brody. I got those. Yeah. Mm. But uh, no, that, does, that information does not surprise me <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> All right, Chris, go. Do it. Make it happen. We are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We did Clerks, now we're working our way through Mallrats. You can go back and listen to the Burbs Minute, the Tom Hanks movie we did one minute at a time. Just Google Burbs Minute, you'll find us. You can go to our T Public site if you want to throw us a couple bucks. There's about six or seven designs up there, and I'm working on a couple more. Um, you got anything else, Jeff? Jesus Christ, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>